Hey, what's going on guys? Welcome back to Network Chuck. Today we're talking about Cisco certifications. Are they still worth it? Now I'm saying this kind of on the, I'm debating somebody today. I'll, I'll introduce them in a second, but I'm kind of on the, I think they may be getting to that point where they're maybe not as valuable as they used to be. Now I, I want them to be valuable. I'm hoping I'm wrong. In fact, I'm coming at this like, please, Prove me wrong because I love Cisco certifications, but as I look at things, as I look at the new recent exam changes, I'm like, man, I don't know. And you know, from my last stream, I said, if I, if I started over in IT, what path would I choose? And I kind of detailed that out for you. And it was very Cisco light. I even said CCNA was optional. So where does that leave me? Where does that leave the industry? And you know what? I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. So let's, let's talk about this. So I've got on the channel today, Mr. Packet Thrower. Mr. Packet Thrower, say hello. Hello. Long time no chat. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, we, I think we talked, gosh, back in January. Or yeah, January or something like that. But uh, if you guys don't know who the Packet Thrower is, he uh, has every certification. So if you name one, he probably has it. Any vendor, not kidding. Uh, and he helped Todd Lamley write his CCNA book. He does video courses. And he, uh, you, you moderate the CCNA Reddit. Am I, am I correct in that? Yep. And also the Discord. And the Discord. So yeah, he's he's all Cisco all the time, but he's also everything else all the time. So he's a perfect person to talk about, uh, talk to about this. So Don, I'm going to throw this out to you real quick. Uh, his name's Don, by the way, if I throw you off with that. Um, the new CCNA. We'll start with that. Now, real quick, guys, I, want, I, I just want to tell you this. If you're studying for your CCNA, CCNP, whatever, keep going. Like, whatever we say here what you're doing is still valuable and you, we'll talk about what we'll, we'll cover that stuff, but don't, I just want you to start you off right now. Don't be discouraged. What you're doing is the right thing, a good thing. Uh, it still holds value, but we're going to kind of dive deep into maybe the, what the future holds for certifications. So Don, Mr. Packet Thrower, I don't like the new CCNA, but I know you like it. Uh, I'll kind of give you my gripes for it. Um, I think it's too wide. I think it's basically the network plus now. And I think it's, um, it was boring. I almost fell asleep during the exam. And there's no more simulations. Like, it's not even fun anymore. So while I think the, from the, a pure marketing perspective, the uh, – I looks like I have a comment on the screen here. I have my wife moderating, so just threw it up there. I'll answer that here in a moment. Uh, from a pure marketing perspective, I think CCNA still holds value. But from a content perspective, I'm like, gosh, I don't know about that. Um, I'll go ahead and answer that super chat we have on here it's from Alex Strass. Since taking CCNA CCP, they took out proof of work by remo removing SIMS. Thoughts on this? Perfect super chat because it's exactly what I'm talking about. So, Don, what do you think about the CCNA? All right. Well, first of all, have you seen how wide the network plus is these days? Like uh, they have everything from storage networking to MDM to cloud to. Uh, so that is the definition of an inch uh, uh, deep mile wild kind of test. Um, now, as far as uh, simulations go, I mean, I know like uh, Jeremy and whatnot uh, quite like the simulations, but they were always flawed uh, because the way the simulations were built, you had to, um, they basically had, they had to fake a interface using like Adobe Flash for lack of better words. Oh yeah, and, it, it wasn't perfect. I'll give you that, but at least and, it was uh, something. It was something, but it was, here's my problem with it. It, uh, it was something, but it was always a very simple answer at the end of the day because they couldn't do anything more complex, and they were worth a lot of points there. So 
if you were doing bad on the test and you passed a couple sims, you just might pass the CCNA, but you're not really that great of a CCNA at the end of the day. The new one, it is more interested in targeting uh, operational um, differences or as in, uh, hey, we just brought up this uh, routing protocol. How's this routing table going to change? And yeah, it uh, might not say what command you need to type for this, but it uh, makes sure you understand that, hey, this is what's going to happen and this is the change that's going to happen based on this change. Or, so it's a lot more real world, a lot more practical. And uh, because they're, all the points are basically the same there, you can't get by on a few easy questions. I'll give you that. Like, the, there were at times where simulations could be kind of easy. Like, you could logic your way through it, even if you didn't study very hard. Um, but again, I think they took away the joy that you would normally feel when they took away the Sims. And, and this isn't just CCNA. I mean, we're talking like the NP level stuff, too. I loved the CCP route switch and troubleshoot. Like, those were fun exams because the simulations were, I think, pretty good. But they're gone now. And when they, I mean, there's always uh, people complaining on uh, rightly or wrongly that their uh, simulation bugged out and uh, Cisco's the worst for it. And so uh, I haven't personally had any sim issues, but um, uh, to be fair, I mean, I I personally thought they were going to go a different direction. I thought they were going to um, integrate CML uh, or Viral Two. Uh, into it and they still might down the road but uh uh i always tell people on the CCNA reddits you got to be careful what you wish for right because uh it's fun to say you know it'd be great if i had a real router to configure but if cisco has a reliable router you can configure they can get really evil on their simulations there and just say hey basically fully configure this branch and that's uh half your test there so uh there's always a mix between theory and practicality in these exams like uh, you can't just uh do a CCIE lab and scale it down to CCNA and say, okay, you're a junior now. Yeah, I get that. And, and there, yeah, there's practicality. Like CCNA is one of the most popular IT certifications. So to do something like the CCIE at a scale that large would be impossible. Yet you and I have both taken Azure certifications and those things, I mean, I think we both agree are pretty fun because they are very real world. You're actually doing stuff in their portal. Yeah, well, I think I told you about my expert ex uh, experience last time there. But, uh, yeah, that was uh, certainly an interesting six hours. <laughs> and I think I think IT certification exams should excel. Like, they should change and advance in technology. And I feel like Cisco took a couple steps back. And I'm like, well, guys, you're, you're, you're basically a software company. I mean, they are now. They write software. That's their main thing. Why not rate, write a great certification exam? They're charging us a lot of money. Well, they have. Oh, uh, no, they're going to make us write the exam questions. That's how you get credit to to renew your certification. <laughs> well, that's our method. I mean, that's uh, that's them throwing you a bone rather than uh, uh, saying you have to write the test there. I mean, uh, you can also do courses and you can also make content like I do or whatnot. But uh, you got to, I mean, if you look at the CCNA, like uh, there for every person who says that, oh, I hate the CCNA, there's another person that says, oh, I hate it, the CCNA RNS, because who cares about routing and switching and stuff? Uh, who cares about the IGRP? So basically what they did is they ripped it down to the essence because they don't want it to be a RNS exam. They want it to be a common exam. Added wireless and uh, added a controller for SDN. And when you're teaching SDN, you need something practical. So DNA center makes sense. And they introduced automation. So... Uh, in terms of a junior cert, I mean, you can run 
a basic router, you can run a basic switch, you can add a wireless network, and you won't be confused if you have DNA center on the job. So it's pretty good. A uh, pretty good uh, foot in the door. Is it going to be everything? No, but it's also not going to be 400 question tests. <laughs> right, right. Um, so I mean, I'll, I'll give you that. Uh, so in your opinion, do you think the CCNA content-wise is just as strong as the previous CCNA? Yep. And the biggest reason why is not so much the content, it's the number of questions they ask. So uh, before, they asked you about 50 questions per test, and there would always be these uh, topics that are like, say, IP version 6, where you might not actually get an IP version 6 question on the test there. And Yeah. And uh, it was to the point there where during the way Cisco bounces things around, if enough people are saying, oh, I didn't have IP version 6, you could probably just skip that section of the test and... I mean, you're taking a gamble, but you'll be fine there. Now, with 100 questions or more, they test every single topic on the exam. So now uh, you can't uh, say, I'm just going to not bother reading the infrastructure maintenance section because I know I'm going to pass. If you do that, you're probably going to fail because uh, they will touch on every little thing there. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. So it's, I think it's harder to brain dump these uh, exams now because there are so many sticking questions and we don't even know how often they're going to, uh, to rotate those suckers in. So it's a lot harder to brain dump it now, which I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, I'm told they're, um, I'm told they're updating it quite rapidly. Um, I have no real way of knowing, but, uh, I'll take the word on it, especially people are getting uh, credit for writing questions. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, and that's the other part I want to talk about too is, you know, Cisco, the, oh, we got a super chat on the on the or a, a chat on the screen here. Passed the network plus already. Studying for CCNA now. Aside from the HR cred of the cert, is there any other reason to get it? I guess we can answer that real quick before I go into my next thing. Um, so so we, we, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Net plus is I'm trying to be polite, but worthless. <laughs> um, it is the best place use case for Net Plus is if you're a non-technical role, like a manager or a project manager, and you just want to understand what that OSBF thing um, is. Net Plus is fine, but uh, when you compare the Net Plus to the CCNA, there's no practicality. It uh, drags you in a million directions there, where you just read about something for a sentence, and that's you uh, learned a topic and. Uh, there's no real value in it. Uh, and I say this in pretty much every time I do these kind of things. Uh, there is no HR filter. It's uh, it's not uh, what people generally think it is. It's uh, it's uh, your resume sorted by some kind of HR solution, and then the team typically picks uh, who they're interviewing there. You're not trying to trick the HR account lady. <laughs> well, I, I would say that's, that's probably true a lot of the time. Like you work for a, a larger company that... You, you guys probably get some resumes. I mean, resumes all the time. You probably outsource your HR stuff a lot, and they sort things for you. Am I correct in saying that? Yeah. I mean, I checked the job posting uh, the other day on our company, and we have something like 60 postings. So, uh, like, uh, we're continuously hiring, and there's always uh, that kind of thing there. And I've worked in a lot of different clients, and I typically help uh, clients with hiring uh, due to being a trusted advisor kind of thing. And uh I've seen how it works in a lot of different industries and whatnot there. And uh, you're not try. it doesn't really make sense uh, where the HR lady doesn't know how to use her computer says, okay, I'm going to hop find a DevOps engineer. <laughs> right, right. Okay. Okay. Um, so to answer Zachary's question, 
he has the net plus, which means he has some networking knowledge. He learned some subnetting. He learned what that OSPF thing was. The most valuable thing about net plus, sorry to cut you off, is uh, you get subnetting out of the way, and subnetting is traditionally the hardest for a junior to learn. Right. And once you get that, you're going to have a lot easier time um, jumping into uh, the other topics. Now, do you? So to answer his question, would you? I mean, obviously, if he wants to go down the network engineer path, CCNA is clear winner. But if maybe he's going for cloud stuff, maybe if he's going in another direction that's maybe not networking specific, would the CCNA be a good next step? Or oh, should he just... uh, CCNA is recognized for pretty much every IT industry for a junior level. Uh, like uh, cloud, ton of networking um, uh, systems, uh, you uh, they at least usually uh, recognize the value of it. Uh, uh, various other uh, roles. Uh, you can't really go wrong for uh, a CCNA. It can even get you like a tech support job in place of a like an A plus or anything like that there, uh, because typically those kind of jobs just want you to see that you have any kind of cert. Not uh, not that the A plus itself or the CompTIA trifecta are valuable. It's just that uh, they want you to see you have something. That's typically the first thing you do. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So you would say, yeah, get the CCNA even if you already have Network Plus, because you want to have that that cred. Yeah. A network role will almost certainly not hire just a network plus person because what a network plus says, and I say this a lot, is I understand what OSPF is, but I ha- don't have a clue how to use it. Okay. Okay. Um, so I'll be, I'm actually taking the network plus here soon because I haven't taken it in a while. And I'm going to, I'm going to do like a video kind of talking about comparing it. So this does help me a little bit. Um, but yeah, that, that's interesting. So Zachary, I hope you answered your question there. Um, so I'll dive right into um, what I think is probably the thing I hate the most about the new certification uh, mm-hmm. route uh, is that the certifications are so wide and varied now. And I think we talked about this before, but I mean, you can get your CCMP enterprise. Cool. But then you have to ask what kind of CCMP enterprise are you? Are you wireless? Are you automation? I mean, you can be anything and not have any of the other information or knowledge. It's confusing. And I think the strongest point of certifications is that they can be marketing, uh, marketed great for you. Like they, they can put your resume at the top of a list if you have a great certification. But now it's kind of, it's kind of confusing. And just before the stream, I, I did a search. Like are people actually looking for CCMP Enterprise right now? And then how do they list those job searches? And I, I, I found like a few. And I, I was searching like across. I didn't put location in, just... Any location. I think the way they put it now is, um, uh, where did I see it? CCMP Enterprise with one network wireless concentration or CWMP or whatever. This is a wireless job. So they're, they're starting to be able to search for these things, but I think it's just muddy and confusing. Do you think the new certification tracks are making it confusing for people? Well, you have to look at what a CCMP traditionally is, right? Like uh, CCMP is not a junior cert. It's uh you're supposed to work in the field uh, that you're interested in your CCMP in for at least a year, getting good hands-on, and then you're going to start working on it. Like you're supposed to uh, take a, a couple years before you actually become a CCMP in the proper way of doing things uh, beforehand. And uh, if you look at, like, say, CCP security, well, you had to learn firepower, you had to learn ICE, you had to learn ESA, WSA, you had to uh, VPNs. Uh, you had to learn a bunch of stuff there, and it's arguably a lot harder. I mean, it's fine for me because I work on all that stuff there. But <laughs> if you're just a firewall guy who just wants to make VPNs, and you're you're the best VPN person ever, maybe you don't want to deal with learning what uh, Cisco ESA is for email security. Like, uh, 
So it gives you a lot more flexibility, and it also gives you uh, one exam per or one cert per exam. So anytime you write a Cisco exam now, you get a credential, as opposed to I have to write four exams to get my CCP data center, and uh, I could take a year doing that, and during that time, I can't put CCP data center elegantly in my resume, but you can say, hey, I passed the ACI test, and there you go. So it gives you a bit more flexibility that way. And um, I'd argue it's a trade-off. I mean, you're not going to have on the surface as much of a superstar. Like, uh, you know, like, hey, this guy knows everything Cisco security is a CCMP security, but... Mm -hmm. You will have an easier point of entry there because uh, it's uh, more feasible for a more specialist kind of person to focus in. And you can always dabble what you want there. It's kind of like what Microsoft did with the uh, platform certification, um, the MCSE platform. Have you heard yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, basically the idea is you have your base and then you just uh, once a year you can add to that base. Uh with Cisco there, uh, if you're a partner, you probably want to do more specialist kind of stuff. But uh, otherwise, you just uh, pick what you want to go from there. As, as for job postings, I mean, job postings are always slow to react. Like uh, Microsoft tried to change MCSC to MSDST back in the day. Mm -hmm. And after a year or so, they got frustrated and put it back to MCSC because uh, uh, all the recruiters just kept asking for MCSC and everyone got confused. So... Uh, yeah, recruiters are, um, like I said before, that there is no HR filter, but there is a recruiter filter. <laughs> and the recruiters are typically not the, um, how do I say this about being assaulting? Not the smartest people in the world. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> well, they're not as technical as we are. Let's let's be uh, nicer with it. <laughs> okay. That was nicer, but okay. <laughs> um, they are less uh, adaptive to change. How's that? And um, so there's an issue with uh, that kind of thing. Uh, but what I would say is um, CCMP is, uh, I think it's a better spot. Now, that doesn't mean that Cisco's going to keep this system. They might in a year or two uh, say, okay, well, that was fun. Let's uh, either make a new track like CCIP or something, and uh, that's going to be the guy with like three specialist asserts, kind of like the Aruba Edge cert. And uh, then, uh, or maybe let's keep it the way it is, but uh, it's an experiment. I mean, all the vendors are experimenting. Like Microsoft just restructured all their certs. Uh, Cisco just restructured their certs. Uh, pretty much everyone is uh, trying different ways of shaking it up. Yeah, so I, I think that kind of bleeds into like my next problem with this is that um, every certification is almost like pretty good now. Like we were just talking before about one vendor we'll get into that here in a moment but i feel like cisco maybe isn't the top of the game anymore on cert content and cert um cert depth and I'll, I'll tell you what i mean by that like like right now shops don't only have cisco anymore if you're <laughs> if you're in it i mean we used to have just you know we oh yeah we're a cisco shop we got cisco stuff now it's so wide and varied and now Network engineers are, are not just doing Cisco stuff. They're doing maybe Aruba, uh, Fortinet, Palo Alto. Maybe they're doing cloud stuff, AWS, Azure. So their skills are so wide and varied. So 
I don't know, I, f I feel like going down the, the specific Cisco path is almost losing a little bit of value because there's so many areas we have to look at now. I think there'd be more value in getting Linux certifications, more value in getting uh, uh, Python stuff. And I, I, don't even get me started on the DevNet Associate stuff. Like, I think there's more value in, in, in doing that. Uh, I don't know, what do you think on that? Well, I think the foundation that CCNA provides is, uh, or the Cisco certs is precisely why it's uh, most valuable. Because uh, if you look at, say, okay, well, I want to do networking with, uh, and we'll talk about them in a minute, with Aruba, and uh, uh, we want to do firewalls with uh, Palo Alto, and we want to do automation with Puppet, and uh, you do all this uh uh, piecemeal stuff there you're for one you're going to have a really fractured fund, uh, foundation because every vendor uh does their own thing and they have their own uh, limitations and whatnot uh, cisco at least gives you the end-to-end -end story for most of the solutions and uh two it's uh you're going to have a really hard time um like uh learning say uh paul alto sir because uh for the most part like uh you can go buy my CCNA book or Todd, uh, Todd and I's book. Or you can buy uh, shameless Odin's, plug, shameless plug, yep. And uh, you know you're pretty good there, but uh, there is no Paul Alta book. Uh, the HP books are made by HP Press, and you typically have to buy them directly from HP. Like uh, uh, Checkpoint, there's basically have to go for training. Like uh, all these different random vendors, they. They don't have like the West Buy bookstore install packet tracer because there is no packet tracer for uh, non-Cisco products. Uh, Cisco is the only one that's broad enough to uh, make it easy to uh, learn that there. Uh, so um, I would say that once you get past the CCNA there, you start getting into one, a danger because the more certs you do, the more you have to back up in the interview. And that's really hard if you don't mm -hmm. have experience to back that up. So uh, if you do like your Paul Alto Jr. and you do your uh, I don't know, Aruba and you do your uh, whatever other certification, you're going to have to, uh, and then I sit you down and say, okay, well, how do you do this on Paul Alto? You can't really go, oh, well, I did that a year ago there. I, uh, I don't remember that anymore. Like, uh, so it's, uh, it's a lot harder to keep straight there, not only for, um, for um, learning, but also for labbing because, uh, like Paul Alto, they don't offer like a trial for uh, their virtual firewall. You have to buy a license or you have to do an Azure instance or something. Mm. So it's uh, a lot less flexible there, whereas like Cisco has like CML or whatnot there where you can learn not everything, but you can learn a fair amount of what they have uh, and you can uh, build off it. So, I mean, uh, if you can learn networking really well from Cisco, you can walk to whatever vendor you want that's similar, like Juniper, and you won't have a hard time um, learning a Juniper if you're a really solid CCNA. But and that's I'll agree with you there. Like that's true. Like Cisco did set the standard for a long time on uh, on network certifications. So like pretty much everyone copied them for the most part. And if you get your CCNA, you're right. You can you can switch to Juniper. You can switch to whatever. Uh, maybe Huawei. I don't know if Huawei is similar. Never used Huawei. Uh, have you used Huawei before? <laughs> I'm just curious. I have. Um, I'm not surprised. <laughs> um, actually, kind of funny story there. Uh, I was when I was a mobility engineer for. Uh, I rolled out 3G for Alberta, uh, and um, 3G the seller and. Uh, they basically uh, shipped uh, 
a team directly from uh, China there to work on this project. And they would like wow. call me at 3 a.m. every day. Like, uh, uh, and anyway, it's a tragic experience. But uh, uh, Huawei, I don't have a lot to say or nice to say about Huawei, but um, <laughs> I do appreciate their free backup to China feature. <laughs> I, I imagine they, that would be one of their first features they implement. Um, so I, I want to just touch base real quick with everyone watching. CCNA, I agree with Ra, or Don on this. That I almost cut you, Rob. Uh, Mr. Packet Thrower, I agree that the CCNA is a crazy valuable certification because it's been valuable for a very long time. My dog in this fight that I'm bringing to this debate is that I think what it's, what's happened to its most recent revision made the exam less fun. And I think, in my opinion, I think it's a bit more uh, too wide. I miss the routing and switching. I miss that it was that specific. I miss that they had specific roles at the associate level. I feel like going straight to CCMP level, um, I, I don't know. I, just, I feel like it devalued the CCMP and also removed a lot of opportunity for people to get that basic understanding at that associate level. Uh, but anyways, but to encourage you guys, going for your CCNA, it's still crazy valuable. You put your CCNA in your resume, you're going to be extremely extremely valuable uh, i got links below to get you started on that by the way um and also i'll, I'll throw uh the mr packet thrower's book in the description when i when we finish this call so i know you you wrote that with uh, mr todd lamley um now i no, want to talk about the tracks for a minute uh the uh ccna tracks were very deeply misunderstood by a lot of people and you could argue that they weren't implemented very well across the board like uh the Tracks, were, aside from the RNS, were really meant to start after you're around CCMP level for RNS. And they, uh, because of that, there was a lot of real gaps and people were confused. And then there was other issues there, like the CCNA security book was a bit of a disaster because they wrote it and then they uh, dropped their IPS and went with Firepower like the next day. And then <laughs> they did a rapid update, but... Uh, Pearson didn't want uh, Pearson didn't want to push out an update, so that was a broken uh, OC uh, o, um, official study guide. And uh, then like uh, there's other tracks there where they didn't even have books you could buy there because like uh, there was no service provider book, for example. Uh, the wireless was always out of date because uh, the nature of wireless. So uh, the tracks themselves, I mean, um, they were really meant to be like. Uh, I'm going to do this to start my CCMP journey and like, but it was meant to be like, uh, I'm starting like one week CCNA and next week CCMP, not like, uh, I have a CCNA security, give me a job. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I kind of saw it as like the security plus version for network engineers, which I loved. It was security with a network flare is that initial. It's like, I saw it as if I got my CCNA, right. I didn't have to go and get my security plus to understand some security stuff. I can get CCNA security and I already knew a lot of networking stuff. So it actually helped me to get that certification. I love that. Same for the wireless, same for the voice stuff and then collaboration. Uh, and that's just my preference. I miss the associate level track. But you can um, still do that with the specialist exams. Ah, uh, well. <laughs> and wireless is in the CCNA, at least I remind you. It is, it is. Um, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Ooh, um, so uh, this is actually a good segue. So um, I have to write a bunch of Aruba certs for my business. And uh, I'm doing the uh, Aruba uh, version of the CCNA tonight, actually. And um, pretty much right after this call. And um, uh, basically, uh, 
when I was reading the study book, I, I thought Pablo was like, C- Cisco just copied the uh, Aruba CCNA for the update. Like, uh, it has almost exactly the same topics there. It has uh, your uh, VLANs, obviously. It has your STP, obviously. Uh, it has your uh, OSPF as the only routing protocol. It has wireless. Uh, <laughs> and it has controllers, which uh, except for as airwave instead of DNA center. So except for the automation piece, uh, Cisco basically said, hey, Aruba's getting away with this, so uh, we're going to do that too because we won't wireless on our exam. <laughs> That's pretty funny. And, you know, it's usually it's people copying Cisco, but maybe maybe I don't see the part where Cisco copies someone else. Maybe everyone's copying each other. I don't know. Um, that is interesting, though, that Aruba was already out in front with that. And Cisco came in behind them and did the same thing. I think, uh, wasn't it Juniper that already had some pretty cool stuff with their uh, their DevOps certifications? They were already way ahead of Cisco with the DevNet associate. Uh. I think they beat Cisco by a few months, but uh, uh, we don't really know when these things were announced and these people talk to each other. So uh, someone was probably having lunch with the Cisco guys working on the DevNet. So he's like, oh, I'll show you. That's <laughs> <laughs> exactly how I see it. Now, speaking of automation, um, last week I, I kind of said that no, I didn't kind of say it. I did say it. I think network automation will be a thing of the past for uh, network engineers within the next 10 to 20 years. And what I mean by saying that is I think automation will be point and click. It'll be tools like um, DNA Center, which is already out and people use it now. It'll be tools like that, that are click, I wanna automate this, click, I wanna automate this. It won't be us learning Python or scripting. It's just gonna be, okay, I understand OSPF. This tool can automate that process. What do you think about that? Well, I mean, you're right that existing tools are gonna get better. Uh, but uh, there's always something uh, that pops out uh, along the road there. Like uh, just because we have super SDN 10 years from now or whatever they're going to call it, uh, that doesn't mean that there's uh, not the frameworks for mega SDN uh, that we're going to have to learn super <laughs> Python uh, or uh, robot Python or whatever they're going to call it to uh, uh, do it there. Maybe it'll go really retro and we'll have to learn like COBOL again or something like a circular loop. But <laughs> No, I, I agree with you there, though. I, I know, like, especially in your job, because you work for a bunch of companies, and it's your job to be, like, putting in all these new things, especially as a uh, as someone who works with many, many companies, you can use automation to do mass deployments like you do and have great templates. But for most companies that have, on, that have engineers on staff, they're not going to want them to start tinkering with Python and just suddenly putting scripts into their network that could possibly break because they're not programmers. Yeah, but people don't want that now. Like, uh... uh I mean, uh, let's be clear here. If you're uh, like a network junior and you just want to impress the boss there, don't do it by writing a Python script without permission. Like uh, you don't want the security team finding out like, oh, you stored all the uh, network passwords in this text file, did you? And uh, oh, uh, you had a typo when you accidentally took down 100 routers. Oh, that's hilarious. Like <laughs> you don't want to have those kind of uh, conversations. But uh, generally speaking, scripting will always be, if you have... Um, like I actually did a lecture with uh, Todd Emily's class uh, two weeks ago where I went over automation topics for CCNA. And uh, basically I point out like, hey, this is really cool. I pushed this configuration, but hey guys, I just wrote 60 lines to uh, push uh, six lines of configuration there. Uh, what do you think uh, takes the most time here? Like, uh, So uh, you gotta have your balance. So that if you find yourself doing those six lines every single day, then 
maybe there's value in um, putting in an uh, automation script kind of thing there. But uh, you got to use your discretion. And likewise, if someone buys DNA Center or SolarWinds or whatever for NCM, you don't need to learn a Python script because guess what? Those tools have their own version of uh, pushing configuration and why go against the grain. But it's, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, there's always going to be opportunities for improving your workflow, uh, whatever that looks like. And uh, there's always going to be emergent technologies there, like uh, just when you think that, uh, oh, uh, Ansible's really cool. And then they say, oh, no, nor near is the way to go. And then mm-hmm. they go, uh, nor near, that's uh, that's for children, and now it's this. And, uh, like, uh, or a Terraform is so great. And then, like, yeah, but you can't do it in Python, so now we have this solution. And uh, so, I mean, um, the DevOps world is kind of things pop up, they take hold, they implode, they build up again. Like, it's, uh, it's uh, going to take a while for... Um, mainstream there I mean, like seems like every other day Cisco's releasing a new automation uh, uh, tool there like their new one is um, uh, for uh, what they call the action center where they uh, can orchestrate uh, really big jobs across all different domains and uh, it's like uh, I don't see there I mean eventually I mean uh, are we going to get to the point there where you need to log into a router and uh, like uh I mean, we already have routers stay with no command line. Like, they're all, like, Facebook uses RESTful API for everything. Yeah, and, like, you got, like, things like Ubiquity. I mean, Ubiquity obviously is not Cisco caliber, but they could be, and it's all point and click. I, I've, I've only Mirac- logged into Ubiquity at one time. Like, uh, I mean, uh, if Meraki decided that, hey, we're going to be, uh, uh, we want to be more of an enterprise uh, replacement, I mean, they could spend development time and add more features and stuff, but... Um, obviously Cisco doesn't want to cut off its nose despite its face right now, but, um, it's, uh, I don't know. I mean, there's always a given poll and like a lot of these ideas, like we tried them at one point in the past and then we backed away from them and just like cloud, everyone went to cloud and then they got the bill and they're like, you know, maybe we don't want to be in the cloud anymore. Maybe we need to, uh, do cost reduction and, uh, have, uh, hyper clouds because, uh, uh, Apparently, it costs a million a month there, and uh, we didn't realize we were paying that when we had a data center. So uh, we're, I don't want to be responsible for that bill. Well, let me ask you this question. Um, so we're talking about Cisco certifications, and are they still valuable? Uh, and, and they obviously are, and they will be for a while. But you as someone who has, your, you have your hands in so many different areas in IT all the time, from cloud to storage to all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. If you started over in IT today, I, I want to ask you the same question I asked myself last week. If you started over from scratch, like you're at zero right now, let's say you're a plumber or something, I don't know, and you are changing careers, what certification path would you choose? And, and I'm not saying like, oh, how will we get you to be a network engineer faster? And I want to know from your vast knowledge of IT, what would be the most valuable path for you to make the most money the fastest? Well, I wouldn't do ComT again, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hush. <laughs> but... Um... No, I would say CCNA is a good uh, groundwork there. That uh, that uh, definitely had a massive impact on my career, um, and it's still. Uh, and if I was brand new, I mean, uh, it offers just enough breadcrumbs there where you go, 
hey, that Ansible thing in Donald's book was uh, really good. Uh, I want to try that out. And then you go uh, 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 build from there. And uh, it's a decent framework. I mean, a CERD is not meant to be... Um, uh, not meant to be, uh, I know everything about this thing. It's a shorthand for saying, hey, this guy knows at least this much about these topics. Yeah, and it's a great framework for someone who d- knows nothing about nothing. They don't even know what to study. It's a great framework for them to get, get started. It's a good framework because uh, what happens if you don't have a cert is, uh, let's say uh, you have your company only runs, I don't know, RIP, and uh, you're perfectly happy with that company. Well, you're never going to learn anything other than RIP. And then when it times for you to move on that company, you're going to be like, what's this OSPF? I don't get it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, certs are meant to take you a bit out of your comfort zone, um, and to force you to learn things there. Like, uh, I know VTP is a really hated topic like Odin hates and whatnot. And, uh, but, uh, if it was up to them, uh, with their teaching, they'd probably say like, uh, you're not learning that uh, protocol, but, uh, the reality is, I mean, it's still used by 80% of businesses. It's, uh, and, uh, you, uh, the fact that they force you to learn it or DTP, no one uses DTP. Like, no, uh, no, no, uh, no that, one uses DTP, but that shouldn't be a thing anymore. It, well, it shouldn't, but the thing is you can encounter DTP. And if you're a CSNA, you go, Oh, that's what that negotiated means. That's why this is happening. <laughs> Who did uh, this? Yeah. Rather so than I, I, uh, I agree with you. There's witchcraft. <laughs> so CCNA, and then where would you go? Like, would you still become a network engineer at this point? I mean, because obviously you have a lean towards it because you love it. But uh, as far as like value, money, opportunity, future-proofing yourself, where would you go after CCNA? Well, I mean, the value is definitely there. I mean, I spent, uh, I wrote uh, twelve statements of work uh, this week alone for business for various network projects. Like, uh, things aren't slowing down at all. Uh, and, uh, like, uh, the thing about, like, college is, uh, as a result of them pushing everyone to cybersecurity because it uh, looks cool, uh, no one's really interested in it doing it. It does look cool. <laughs> does it, though? Heck the planet. But, um, but the problem is that um, they uh, pushed everyone to this cool thing there, and that's its own little problem there because, yeah, the other industry isn't really hiring that much and they don't really want juniors. But, uh, uh, but aside from that, no one's really learning the brick and mortar stuff there. So we're all desperate for like a proper CCNA or CCMP who can, uh, do it there. Like, uh, it's really hard to, for me to find seniors or whatnot to, uh, uh, try and go for that. when we do that kind of side of the bit or when we add to the team or at least think about adding to the team. And it's like, uh, it's, uh, it's definitely, uh, it's going to, it's a cert that's not going to hurt you for one and it's probably going to help you. So, I mean, well, I, uh, I love what you're saying here because, um, you know, when, when you look online, when you Google around, when you search, it doesn't seem like what you're saying is true, but you're, you're on the front lines. And I, I know what you're saying is true. Cause I, I've, it has, it's not been very long since I was actually, uh, in a similar role to you. Um, so yeah, networking is still crazy valuable. It's still a crazy, awesome thing to get into and make a lot of money in. And it's good to hear that, it's hard to find good people. It really is. So if you choose that path, go for it. Um, yeah, but- and whatever path, like they all want people. Like if you want system in, you'll probably be a bit more cranky and uh, you won't have uh, as good of an alcoholic taste, but uh, you'll, uh, <laughs> what? You'll, get, you'll get a job. 
<laughs> I mean, uh, those people they have to work with backups there, so they go more for like the uh, motor rail kind of drinks. Like they, uh, they really need to get blackout drunk. But, um, uh, but uh, whatever field, I mean, um, what about cloud? Is... Would you would you get on cloud? Would cloud be like the most viable uh, choice for you? Because I, I think cloud is like, I think that's that's so hot right now for lack of well, a better I'm term i'm a big advocate for foundations right so uh oh yeah yeah we need that so ccna gets us there would yeah. you, would so, you uh, say yeah ccna gets you at least on the path for foundations it doesn't learn every, uh, teach you everything you need but it should at least teach you okay i learned the ccna and i can expand on it like uh you know you say hey i want a dhp server for my lab and then next thing you know you're building a windows server and then you're building a vm so it in theory puts you on the path if you're that kind of person and uh, but uh, I think the bigger thing is people got to realize that a lot of these careers are journeys, not just like uh, I want to be a cloud guy right away. Like uh, you can't uh, you're probably not going to go very far if you just write an Azure cert and you uh, uh, say like, OK, hire me as your Azure guy. They're going to be like, yeah. OK, uh, but if you work up to it and you do your network role and maybe do a systems role so you get that side of it and then uh uh, by the time you're in the cloud position there, you're a lot stronger than a lot of the competition at that point because uh, you can handle both sides of the cloud and you can handle parts of the migration and uh, you understand like, okay, well, it's just a virtual machine in the cloud. I already understand virtual machines because I know VMware. And it all kind of ties together. Yeah, that's what I, I always tell people. And it's that's what's surprising is like when I first started studying cloud, I relied a lot on my my history as a, I've dealt with systems, I've dealt with VMs, I've dealt with networking and that I'm like, Oh yeah, I know what that is. It might be called a different service up there, but it's, it's the same thing. And if you come, I can't imagine coming to the cloud cold. Like I just got my a plus. I'm going to go learn AWS. Now you're going to have a hard time because you're, you haven't worked with that. Technology. Which is why it's funny. The a plus has cloud topics. Yeah, it is. It is. And like the cloud plus, like, uh, uh, no, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Uh, and I, I think you should have a base understanding of like cloud, like operational versus expenditure. What is it? You know, you should, you should understand what it is. So you don't sound stupid when people ask you about it, but yeah, you have to, I think getting your CCNA. So, you know, the networking side, when you get to the cloud, uh, getting some, I mean, gosh, Microsoft is kind of screwing up their certifications now, but yeah, getting some kind of solid Microsoft cert, uh, on the server side, I don't know. How do you feel about VMware certifications? Do you still think that's still valuable? I mean, obviously, if you go down a hardcore VMware path and you're like a VMware systems engineer, but do you think it's valuable as like a general person? Or cause like I yeah, never got, well, I never got I VMware have certified. Four VMware certs. I have their, um, I have their uh, standard uh, data center virtualization. I have their NSX, their network virtualization, and this is I, all VCP, right? Yeah. And I have their cloud one, which is their automation. And I think I have... I told you he has all the certs, guys. He's got all of them. <laughs> but uh, anyway, my point is um, the biggest thing about VMware is uh, there is uh, a skill gap where you need to pay uh, uh, $5,000 for a training course unless... You have your CCNA. You're a CCNA. Uh, CCNA. <laughs> if you're a CCNA, you're eligible to write the... Uh, network virtualization now i'm not saying this is easy you're gonna have a hard time doing it but if you can pass that network virtualization which basically is your ccna over again but on the vmware perspective mm -hmm. then uh then you're entitled to bypass that five thousand dollar course or whatever the asking price is these days so that's another thing where ccna uh 
pays for itself in unexpected ways. That is true. Now, I, I want to get to this point, and I, I want to tie it into automation as well, because um, at, at what point is it valuable to get these what seem like secondary skill sets? Uh, what, what, at what point is it valuable to get those secondary skill set certifications? I consider VMware, uh, when, when you're a traditional networking guy or gal, I, I consider VMware being a secondary skill set. I picked up VMware without having to go down a certification path. I picked up a little bit of Python, a little bit of this without going down a, a certification path. At what point do you get certified in these secondary skills? Um, I look at the DevNet Associate, and I'm like, okay, it's cool. It's giving a, people a framework to get started, but we already kind of had that before. And I did a quick job search for DevNet Associate, and guess how many jobs came up with it in, like, the U.S.? I found one, actually, one looking for DevNet Associate. That's it, though. Yeah, well, I think DevNet uh, program has, is a little bit misunderstood, and I think Cisco could probably uh, do a better job at messaging what it is. They should get a marketing uh, guy on that. <laughs> yeah. But um, like uh, the DevNet cert is actually a lot more senior than uh, what people may realize because they're, you know, it's basic automation concept, sure, but you have to have experience with Cisco ACI, Cisco Collaboration, uh, mm -hmm. Meraki, like uh, basically eight different topic domains across uh, several tracks there. What If you're a, uh, just a router guy there, you probably never touched uh, Cisco UCS before or uh, ACI or all these crazy acronyms I'm throwing at people. And um, <laughs> so A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Yeah. It's more for uh, people who are more senior. Like I'd say be around CCMP level before you consider DevNet associate properly. And... Uh, because not because of the technical skills of being a CCMP, but by the time you're a CCMP, you probably have exposure with um, more of the Cisco products in your companies and your day-to-day -day life. Do you think the DevNet Associates a uh, adequate test of someone knowing automation? Because that's the point of it, right? And I agree with you about the the vast amount of knowledge you have to have going in. Like you have to know each automation thing for collaboration and wireless and security. Like that's that's a wide breadth of information. You have to come in having to work with that, and that's you know I, that's why I was able to pass it. Like I I've worked a lot of stuff for for years. Yeah, I think we're both Dev, uh, or DevNet five hundreds, right? We are. We are DevNet 500. If you don't know what that is, guys, it's the first 500 folks to actually get, become DevNet certified get that special badge. And I don't know what to do with it, but I have it. So <laughs> you just feel really special and smug. <laughs> but uh, um, I thought it was a pretty good test, actually. I was uh, quite impressed with both the CCNA and the DevNet when I wrote them. I wrote them uh, basically day one that they came out uh, for Canada in a way. Uh, it was like day three in the rest of the world. But um, <laughs> uh, it was, uh, I was actually kind of worried. There's like, oh, my DevNet associate there, and it's not open till Wednesday. But I made it. But um, uh, I thought the, just to circle back, the CCNA I thought was a lot uh, better because of the number of questions and the much more focused uh, operational questions, very practical. And the uh, DevNet was also very practical. It was. Um, Without getting too much into it there, it was basically uh, a lot of, hey, here's this automation string, and uh, what is wrong with it, or uh, what, is, what is this doing? So I don't really see a way of passing that if you aren't familiar with um, reading REST API calls. And there was a fair amount of product knowledge, uh, at least on my test, um, that uh, you, have to, you can't just... Uh, 
you can't go the opposite way and say, hey, I know rest. I'm just going to cheat my way through the physical thing there. It actually makes sure you understand what Cisco collaboration is and mm-hmm. how it works there. So I thought it was balanced on both fronts there. You can't uh, cheese it if you're a Cisco guy and you can't cheese it if you're a programming guy. you got to be both. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with that. Um, now let's let's get back home here. Uh, let's let's get back to the main subject and kind of I guess put a put an end cap on it. Cisco certifications are they worth it? I I want to believe they are. Um, X Files. I want to believe. I yes, <laughs> and I I do like I'm getting my I'm taking the Encore exam here soon, and because uh, I believe it is valuable. I th- and I want to tell you guys it's valuable. Uh, Mr. Packathrower here, he's on the he's in the field. I don't work in the field anymore, so it's I lean on people like him to tell me. Hey, we're actually looking for CCNAs. We can't find enough good CCNAs. We're, we need people who have CCMP. So I lean on people like him, and they're telling me, "Yeah, we need to find these people." So it's still valuable. It's still out there, um, and I think it will be for a while. Now, Mr. Packet Thrower, I want to ask you this: 10, 20 years, do you think it'd be more valuable to know about AWS or Cisco? Well. I mean, uh, knowing AWS doesn't exclude Cisco, you have a bunch of Cisco appliances in AWS right now. <laughs> Who actually uses those? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you can do a lot of your uh, direct interconnects and your um, and your uh, apply, uh, VPC routing and whatnot with uh, Cisco CSR routers or other vendors right now. So just because it's in the cloud doesn't mean the cloud is basically someone else's data center, but you still need to know the basics and there's still going to be, uh, I'm sure 10 years from now, we'll have a much fancier VPN and SD-WAN will be like uh, archaic uh, mumble jumbo. They'll be like 10 years from now, it'll be like, uh, oh, uh, why is that frame re- relay like uh, SDN on that exam? But that's uh, the way it goes there. IT is a treadmill, and as long as you stay on it, you're not going to get too lost. But if you have a nap by the tree, eventually you're going to be... <laughs> left behind or something but uh i would say in terms of i think the new way the i think aws or even a single cloud provider is uh reached probably its peak uh uh i think uh because of costs and people realizing the reality of the cloud uh multi-cloud is the new uh hot thing because people want because people want to uh be able to spin up uh, different clouds, uh, not just for um, uh, redundancy, but uh, uh, you can actually do a bit of a stock market if you're more future forward. You can say, hey, you know what? Uh, Azure is 10 cents less per minute for this solution. So uh, we're going to use Cisco Cloud Center, which is a cloud orchestrator. uh, And uh, we're just going to tell it to uh, automatically provision or move our app over to Azure or Google Cloud or whatever is cheaper. And uh, that's going to help with the workload optimization. So, uh, so Azure or AWS? I personally prefer Azure. Um, I'd say I like Azure primarily. Uh, Google Cloud, I um, have the second most experience with, and AWS is uh, kind of just there. The problem with AWS is... Um, and a lot, not a lot of people realize this, but uh, a lot of companies are barred from using Amazon because of um, Amazon is uh, deemed as a competitor for a lot of markets. And oh, interesting. So 
uh, because of that, they're like, uh, let's say Walmart won't allow uh, uh, AWS because AWS is uh, their competition there and they don't want to fund their competition there. So they Azure wins by default or Google Cloud. So, uh, so, uh, and that happens a lot more than you might think, um, especially in Canada. But uh, it's, uh, so uh, I think what you're going to find is, um, and there's also new clouds popping up, like, uh, you know, Digital Ocean's out there. IBM just started a cloud. Uh, mm-hmm. Oracle started a cloud. Uh, um, if you wanted to uh, have the fun of using Oracle in the cloud, but whatever. Uh, but um, the, I think what's going to happen is cloud is going to become a commodity, just like storage. And... Uh, like you don't really care what your hard drive is for the most part, unless you're really down into the weeds and architecture. And uh, so, basically, we're gonna the money's gonna be in something like Cisco Cloud Center, where it just you build your Kubernetes solution or whatever it's gonna be, and uh, uh, Cloud Center decides based on whatever requirements that I'm gonna move here, 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 and off you go. So you're saying. I, I've not really looked into the solution, so you're saying this solution will, and it's Cisco-based, it will analyze the cost of these different cloud providers and just shift your infrastructure from place to place depending on the value. Uh, yeah, I'm simplifying a little bit here, but uh, basically they have uh, what they call the workload optimizer, and uh, it uh, will um, workload opt- uh, optimization manager, and CWAM. And it will uh, basically look at both your physical infrastructure and also the cloud. And it will uh, figure out uh, what the cost is there. And if it decides that, hey, uh, you know, it's cheaper to run this physical, you can have it bring back uh, from the cloud uh, to your uh, private cloud, uh, which is your data center. And so uh, there's a lot of really cool stuff there. And not just Cisco, other people do it too. But mm-hmm. uh, um, it's uh, there's a lot of stuff there. So I think that the cloud is already getting to the point there where there's not a lot of feature differentiation um different i can't talk <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's okay, you're different. a tech guy you don't have to talk <laughs> yeah. um, not a lot of differences uh in the features anymore like uh before like uh, google cloud for example is the least featured cloud like it's more devops focused mm-hmm. so it doesn't have like a lot of functionality in the gui kind of thing but uh, uh eventually like google's going to get to the point there where it matches Azure, and then it's just going to be, okay, well, does Cisco have their appliance that you want to run in there? Okay, cool, and off you go, and if you don't, you can always export it and import it directly, right? So uh, you have a lot of flexibility, and uh, so I think the cloud is going to minimize. It's uh, it's not going away for sure, but uh, the uh, branding of a cloud, just like how SDN abstracts what the network is in theory. Yeah. Uh, uh, these new orchestrators are going to um, do that there. And then you also have other tools. Like ACI has uh, ACI Anywhere, which extends ACI to the cloud. VMware NSX has a cloud version that extends to the cloud. Uh, you have um, like a Cisco uh, security, um, like a Cisco uh, defense orchestrator can manage your uh, VPC security. Mm-hmm. And uh, AWS and Azure and Google Cloud's coming. Um, so it's uh, becoming uh, like Cisco and other vendors, if they're smart, are focusing on um, re- recognizing the complexity of all these random solutions. And they're trying to 
bring it into things like DNA Center or whatnot there. So you just pay for that, and then uh, you don't really care uh, what your underlay is. You just say, I want this fabric going on there, whether it's... Oh, that's, uh, that's smart. They're, they're becoming the platform. Um, they're, yeah, they're the, they're the gateway for it. That's pretty cool. See, I, I guess the moral of the story here is that uh, learn, learn the cloud in general, AWS, Azure, Google Cloud, because you're going to end up probably interfacing with all three. Uh, or maybe more or others. Uh, so we're getting close to eight o'clock my time, which is which means my wife's going to be saying, "Hey, it's time to come eat dinner." Uh, so let's go through a few uh, super chats if you don't mind, and we'll uh, look at a few questions sure. here. Uh, let me see. Let me get this guy in here. Jermaine, thank you for, uh, thank you for the super chat. It's kind of cut off there, so I'll read it out here. Um, he says, "This is a system versus process argument. You can teach anyone how to config an uh, interface, but..." He won't understand the system behind it. The new CCNA forces you to learn the system. So I guess that's kind of what we came to the conclusion on, right? Like that's the new CCNA. You can't yeah. film your way through. Yeah, it's uh, it's spread out enough there where I you would have a very hard you if you can data if you can brain dump. Uh, I assume probably like a pool of like eight hundred questions to try and uh, pass the CCNA. You can probably just pass the CCNA without. Uh, <laughs> Going, uh, by the time you memorize all those, there you might as well just read the book. But uh, so I think it's, um, I think it's going to breed more that regard there, and it because it actually tests everything there. There's uh, not a lot of uh, wasted topics there. Like uh, you're not going to be like, okay, well, why did I learn PHP on the old CCNA? Because uh, by the way, that was in the WAN topics, and that was ten percent, and it was like one of. 10 topics there, so you maybe had one question if you're lucky on BGP on the test, and it's like, probably not pass or fail at that point. Hmm. All right, we got another question here uh, from the Azure Demon. I just got my AZ900, and I am working towards my AZ103. I have no IT experience, but work in healthcare. Any tips for getting a job or for the exam? So any exam tips or any job tips? Well, I'm writing an Azure book on uh, 103 and 104 so stay tuned <laughs> what would you say for job i mean we kind of talked on that already like um so is they have their az 900 working towards az 103 which would be az 104 uh as far as a job search and trying to land that first one i mean we we both agree that it's going to be kind of hard to get that first cloud job unless you yep. have experience and other like, technologies again, you have to you have to think of it as a journey like you can't uh you have to climb the ladder or pay the dues or whatever expression you want to do. Like uh, <laughs> you, um, you can't, uh, I mean, sure it happens. I mean, you could find a Azure job tomorrow and it'd be like, okay, well good for you. But uh, uh, for the most part, I mean, you're probably going to have to, you know, uh, work your way in for your help desk or tech support or a knock or something like that. And, you know, after a year or two and you have uh, a proper connections and, because the other side of working up the ladder is not so much the skills you learn, but you start making contacts there. Like you actually start talking with, say, the network team, and uh, and then if they like you and you take them out for a beer every now and then, they will, uh, you know, if they see you're, uh, they know you're applying. Uh, maybe they pluck your resume out of the hundreds of others and uh, give you a re uh, interview. Because the hiring manager always want to ask the team, hey, do you know anyone before you? hire there and if they say oh yeah i like uh, azure demon because uh you know he's like a cool dude and uh uh so on and so forth or he's on our discord or whatever and uh you know uh, sometimes that's all you need for getting your foot in the door but 
Yeah, I, I totally agree. And that's that's how like my brother did it. He was CCNA wireless guy, and he really wanted to work with cloud. So he got his AWS uh, certification, and he, he worked his magic. He talked with the team, helped them out whenever they could. He became their networking contact with the networking team. And before he knew it, he was on the team. So yeah, working that angle is genius. And that's one of the main ways I can see that now. Because yeah, like you said, it's going to be hard to find just a cloud job cold. That's, it's more one of those roles that you build up into based on previous experience. So let me see. We got some other chats coming up here. Um, let me send this one there. Alex Traz, uh, on the topic of depth, is there an equivalent aptitude cert that says if you can learn that, you can cross-train anything? So CCNA worked often in my areas for that purpose. So I guess is there another certification area that's like the CCNA that can apply to multiple uh, areas? Um, I would say, like, I mean, we just talked about Aruba. Aruba kind of does the same thing. Maybe doesn't well, the thing this... is about Aruba is their cert program is much more niche. Um, I would say, like, uh, I like the Aruba cert, and it's fine, but uh, you basically have to be uh, either working with an Aruba shop or uh, be a partner or something to get those certs because um, it's a lot harder. Uh, it's a lot harder to entry and. Frankly, a CCNA will get you a Aruba job, but it's not guaranteed that a Aruba cert will get you a CCNA job or a Cisco job because uh, if uh, the hiring person doesn't know what a Aruba cert is, uh, they may look into it, they may not, but uh, they will know what a CCNA is. That's true. That's true. Would you say, are, are there any other certifications that are like that across the uh, different vendors? Uh, I'd say Juniper is maybe the biggest name but even they are pretty niche like they're really mostly just service provider and um uh carrier edge kind of things like uh you don't really see a lot of shops with uh juniper gear that will care um i can't really think of any really good ones um and that's where cisco's really killed it i mean they they became with they did what comptia wants to be they they became the vendor neutral certification but they're not vendor neutral <laughs> and it's kind of crazy well i um yeah, well, I always have arguments on the CompTIA Discord about the uh, how valuable vendor neutral really is because at the end of the day, it's like, okay, that's nice, but if you don't teach uh, how to actually learn something, you're always going to be lower than a vendor cert in my eyes. Do you think like with, with multi-cloud, do you think a solid, like what if they revamp the Cloud Plus to be like this beefy, huge, like incorporating Google Cloud, Amazon, AWS, I mean, Amazon and, and Azure. Of course, that'd be a huge exam, but if they had something like that, do you think it'd be valuable? Honestly, um, I think it's a double-edged sword. Uh, would it be valuable? Sure. Uh, but CompTIA's reputation is cast in stone at this point. Um, oh, they, they can change. Come on. <laughs> well, it's not. they can change all they want to there, but as long as people like me and whoever else looks at resumes there is like, calm to you like uh you're uh they're gonna have a hard time there the only way they're gonna get uh, ahead is if they make like a new track like say they make network engineer plus or something or cloud engineer plus like something that's like hey it's a brand new track and it gets exposure there but if they just update like the network plus or the cloud plus or any of the existing ones there uh, like they're already the reputation is what it is there uh the people who like CompTIA is mostly the U.S. government, but uh, uh, they don't really care uh, what the content is. They just want to see the cert, and the rest of the industry, they 
prefer people other pretty much anything to CompTIA for the most part. So it's uh, they're gonna have a really hard time. Um, I would say that if they tried to do it, they'd have to make a new track that may really make it obvious that hey, we're jumping into the big leagues. Look at us, or uh, another vendor will have to step up and do it. Yeah, yeah, I I hear what you're saying there. Um, I I like CompTIA for the fact that they're great for people just starting out. Like, and I I I forget that. Like, it's been a long time since I've been like the guy who's just like trying to learn everything. It's brand new. Like, everything's really fresh. CompTIA is great for that initial learning point. Uh, well, I my agree. big thing with them there is I'd be happy if they cut a lot of the bloat. Their exams are way too bloated for what they actually test on, and it makes it less interesting for the person studying. I've noticed. Yeah. Um, mm from watching the CompTIA Discord for a couple months. And two, uh, it's kind of a waste, uh, wasted uh, effort there. If you're asking 50 questions or whatever they ask and you have uh, 200 topics uh, that they're cramming into the exam there, uh, it just has like a lot of, uh, there's a lot of panic. They're like, oh, I don't know what an MDM is. It's like, okay, relax, it's a CCNA. They're not gonna drill you on what an MDM is probably. But it is on the exam, right? So it's a... Uh, so I'd like them to trim the fat, and um, I would also I kind of take issue with the fact what CC or A plus is um, two exams for one cert. I think that's a little bit on the predatory side. Like they should, um, if they want to keep <laughs> <Predatory>. two. <laughs> I remember doing that. It was rough. I hated doing that two exam. I mean, if they want to do that, they should either make a one exam or they should make it so each uh, each half gives you a cert like. Uh, a plus hardware, A plus software, or something. Okay, I, I can see that. I can see that. So being more job role based, maybe uh, focusing on a smaller role, kind of like piecemealing it a yeah. little bit. That'd be kind of cool. I think they need to just uh, take a uh, say, like, okay, guys, we are the entry level vendor. That's what we are, and you know, embrace it. And I think they kind of looked around and said, no, we're just as good as anyone else, and they kind of elevated how they see themselves. Have you ever seen the CompTIA roadmap? Yes. It's kind of hilarious if you read it. <laughs> so I think they need some humbleness and they need to uh, drag it down, but we don't need to drag them out too much, but I had to bash them a little bit. <laughs> I mean, no Cisco live stream would be complete without bashing CompTIA just a little bit. Um, anyways, we got a super chat from if you ought to, um, he's always present in the live stream. So, Hey, again, he says, if you're planning for CCNA, do you recommend the OCG, exam cram, and video series, and labs, like David Bomble? Is that all necessary, or is that like a bit overload, overboard? Um, oh, I know what I, I recommend. One second. <laughs> Here comes that shameless plug. It's coming out of nowhere. <laughs> He's going to get his book that he helped write. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming to the screen. Here it is. There we go. That's what you need. Now, Todd Lamley's books, um, as far as CCNA... They are some of the best. So OCG and Todd Lamley are kind of right up there. Sometimes I prefer Todd Lamley, I'm just saying. Yep. Uh, Odin's book is quite good. Um, I will say he kind of missed the point on one of the topics. Um, but uh, otherwise, it's quite good. Uh, I definitely hit a lot of the automation topics a lot harder than um, he did and taking the test there i think i was more right than he was based on some of the questions <laughs> so uh, i'll just leave it there <laughs> no and i i read both yours and odom's uh stuff on automation and i'm i love Wendell odom and he did a great job but i think yours was pretty dang good i'll just leave it at that he did a great job on yours cool 
Um, so we got another super chat from Heath Dotson. Thank you, Heath. Any tips for getting a job at an online help desk with no prior experience? He's currently studying for a CCNA. Um, I guess I'll start with this one and let you kind of cap that off, Mr. Patrick Drower. Sure. I think uh, online help desk, that's an interesting job. I, I, I don't know how many, like I'm assuming it's one of those kind of like a thumbtack kind of situation where it's, I don't know, it's probably looking for A plus uh, level stuff. If you're getting your CCNA, you advertise that stuff, that might be helpful, but they may be looking for that A plus, just that, that entry level cert to get you in the door. Um, I haven't had a ton of experience with these online help desks, so I'm not really sure. H have you seen those at all, Mr. Pack Thrower? Um, yes, um, and I, though I suspect this kind of changed given the whole landscape right now, but uh, the unfortunate thing about being a junior is that uh, your resume isn't all that different from everyone else's resume. Uh, you're uh, basically, most junior people are no relevant work experience, uh, maybe at entry level cert or two, and maybe a degree. And uh, so if you, basically if you have no certs at all, you kind of go drift to the bottom because basically what's gonna happen is uh, they typically sort resumes and call centers. They interview a lot more than typical people, but uh, they will uh, they'll interview, let's say, forty people, and but there might be a thousand people applying, especially if it's online because now you don't have the benefit of local. Ah, uh, uh, point. Now, uh, I mean, uh, theoretically speaking, uh, I mean, people from other countries could apply if they really have no um, uh, restrictions. And actually, a funny story is uh, my buddy, he works at McAfee there, and he basically got the job because uh, uh, McAfee hired a guy, and they are going to fly him down to San Jose or for their offices. And he basically said, well, you know, why don't you just hire me and leave me in Canada, and then you can pay me good money for Canada, and that's poor money for you. And uh, that way you can do it. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's great. So they dropped the guy they're going to hire, and they hired my buddy. But uh, So uh, <laughs> the downside of uh, having online and work from home kind of things there is it does make the landscape a little bit more diff um, difficult because you have a lot more competition. And I haven't encountered how this looks like yet, but um, traditionally – work from home was always a senior perk because you're more trusted and you could be yeah. uh, called upon to actually do the work. Uh, with this whole pandemic business, we kind of uh, forced uh, like the HR lady, I'll pick on her who, uh, you know, uh, she basically browsed on Facebook all day at work there. And now she realizes, Hey, I can play doom if I want to. And uh, so there's going to be a lot of balance there. And I suspect that's going to come into play with, uh, hiring a little bit because uh, it's hard to hire a brand new face and say uh, uh, okay well I want you to work and by the way I'm not going to be there to physically uh, micromanage you or anything like that there so until companies I call and then call centers are pretty good at cracking the whip so they probably already have uh, ways to make sure you're on the phone all the time uh, like uh, when I was a call center 100 years ago it was uh uh, work time, so basically they, mm -hmm. they measure the time in between phone calls. But um, so uh, I think that there's probably going to be uh, a give and take there for a while. Uh, 
But, you know, just keep persistent. I I like to joke that it's not like online dating where you just kind of uh, say hi to everyone and hopefully you get a winky face back. But, uh, it's, yeah, uh, it, it's difficult. I'm with you there because, like, it's, it's online, so you don't get that in-person stuff. And some, sometimes the, the X factor you can bring to the table when you interview is, you know, that in-person interaction. So online is hard. So I, I think to if you get to the interview phase, put your best foot forward. Make sure you got a good webcam. Make sure you got good audio. Dress for the part. Um, you want to make it make it seem like you're the best candidate. Maybe you have a pretty good online presence. Maybe you got a blog. Maybe you got a YouTube channel. Maybe you got a GitHub. I don't know. But if it's if it's going to be an online job, then make sure your online presence is solid. I think that would be super helpful. But yeah, it's a new landscape. So I, I don't even know really. <laughs> I think that would help. Yeah. Um... Uh, but uh, yeah, at the end of the day, it's just an, uh, it's an unfortunate numbers game. It uh, and the loser in that is always the junior. But I mean, eventually, you know, it's kind of like playing the lottery, except for it's a bit more successful. Like it's, uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, it might feel like you're applying for a thousand jobs, and maybe you do have to apply for a thousand jobs before you get one. But eventually, you should get one. Yeah, and I see people say that all the time. Like they're they're so discouraged because they they've applied for like their full time job is now like applying for jobs. That's that's part of the process. Like keep going. Eventually, you'll find a job that's like, oh, well, you're the perfect candidate. You're exactly who we're looking for. So don't be discouraged if you've just been applying like crazy. You'll eventually find one. Now, the unfortunate side of it is the from the business perspective. I mean, they have no reason to change because they have like a hundred applicants show up whenever they open their doors. So it's. Uh, from their perspective, they just picked there. I mean, you could argue that, okay, well, I looked at 10 resumes and maybe the 13th resume was like uh, the real rock star I never looked at, but it's a tragedy of life, I suppose. Yeah, yep. All right, we got a, a super chat from our good old friend, Kelvin. He says, tell Donald Meow sucks. He'll know who it is. <laughs> well, the feeling is mutual, buddy. <laughs> That's some uh, good old Discord banter. Uh, if you guys haven't joined my Discord, you should go do that because we have that type of fun all the time. You want to miss that? Um, we I will say my YouTube channel is far superior to Kelvin's in every way. Oh, yeah. You know what? I need to – You know, I'm going to go grab your YouTube channel link right now. I'm actually – I'm going to throw up a super chat, and you can answer the, answer the question while I'm looking for it. Sure. Do you think CCMP collaboration track is worth it compared to other tracks? And uh, go. Okay. Well, uh Chuck and I are both collab guys. We're pretty sure Chuck is a collab guy. Oh, through and, and through. Yep. Yeah. So um, he's got a phone behind him, so I feel I felt pretty safe <laughs> saying that. But uh, <laughs> oh, oh, an old phone. That's like a seventy-nine forty or something. But uh, anyway, um, it ultimately depends on and any track and any cert really, not just Cisco. But uh, you have to align it with what you're working with. And sometimes where you want to go kind of thing there. So um, I will say if you have no collaboration experience, um, collaboration is very different than what you're used to with networking. Mm -hmm. Massively different. Like it's a different world. And um, uh, make sure you actually care about, uh, you know, you find making a phone ringing interesting there. Because if you're giving up... Uh, every weekend of your life there to study for the CCP collaboration to learn how uh, to change the dial tone, you're probably going to hate your life. So uh, uh, make sure you're making smart choices. In terms of value, yes, I do a ton of collaboration work. Um, I uh, do a lot of uh, Microsoft and Cisco, and I even did Azure um, 
they're not Azure, uh, Amazon's uh, contact center uh, deployment uh, the other day. And uh, it's, uh, it's a good skill set. Uh, collaboration is really good for learning your foundations there because, um, for one, it's a great way of learning multicast uh, routing. Um, no oh, one yeah. ever- multicast is, that's where I first saw multicast is dealing with uh, music on hold. No one really understands multicast until they start playing with phones, really, because otherwise mm-hmm. it's nebulous. Okay, this is really crazy and complicated, and why do I care? But when you're actually trying to make, say, voicemail work, it's like or paging, it's like, oh, I get it. That's fun. Um, and two, it uh, you know really helps you nail down QoS and uh, uh, some other features uh, like that. But uh, it's a uh, it's a great skill to work towards if you're already working but i would say if you're not working on phones already or you that isn't in your horizon i'd say play with it a lot more before you dive into it because it's not as cut and dry as uh oh ospf is fun so i bet i'll love ccmp enterprise yeah i mean that's that's good advice because i know my first experience with phones was not just oh i want to become a ccmp or a ccna voice then that was back when i started going down that track um, it was that I was in a job where they just kind of said, here, I hate phones, you do phones. And it turned out I liked it. Um, so, yeah, get your hand on a phone. Uh, maybe find a company that has Cisco phones or go to Walmart or Target or something. They all use Cisco phones. They, they won't let you use them, but you can take a look at them. Uh, but they are it's a crazy valuable skill. I mean, Cisco phones are everywhere. Collaborations everywhere. And not like, like Don said, not everyone likes it. So that's the recipe for a valuable skill, a skill that no one wants to do. And if you like it, then you're gonna have a great time. That was me. I got really far really fast because collaboration was a skill that people didn't like. I loved it. And I'll just add to that one final point there is that uh, vendors approach collaboration very differently. So uh, if you're a CCP collaboration, you'll probably have a a decent time uh, learning Skype for Business, but you're going to have a hard time there because Microsoft handles things completely differently and uh, than how Cisco does it, and they don't see eye to eye at all. So uh, uh, if your company is, basically long story short, if your company is using, say, Microsoft Teams or whatever, then you're better off trying to learn Microsoft Teams than to try and dive into uh, Cisco there and trying to hammer it there. It's not as applicable as like a CCA is for other networking things. Yeah, collaboration is very, very wide and varied. I think the only like standard thing you can learn is SIP. And that's going to be across the and board. And even SIP is, I mean, it's a standard, but everyone implements it differently. So True. it's like, mm-hmm. like uh, Skype for Business, they only do TCP SIP. It's like, okay, thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah that's, that's what's frustrating at collaboration. And yeah, I, I see that. Uh, so we got one more super chat we'll answer, and then we'll have to end this because my wife has already texted me to stop. Um, Mr. Caesar Morales says, uh, getting a plus, uh, first to get basic knowledge, question mark, then a CCNA question mark. Could that work coming with zero experience? So we kind of covered a bit of this, but, uh, Mr. Packet Thrower, since you are here, I'll let you cover this. So a plus is that a good first cert then CCNA? What would you recommend for someone with zero experience? Well, um, so I have nothing against the a plus, um, aside from it being two exams. I think that's predatory. Uh, yeah, I think it's a bit too bloated. Uh, in terms of it, if you want to do an A plus, like if you truly know nothing, uh, the, like you let's just say you can't build a computer on your own is the common uh, shorthand for A plus. Then uh, 
Yeah, sure. I mean, there's no harm at least reading the A-plus books. Um, in terms of A-plus to um, CCNA, what A-plus will mostly give you is just get you used to um, going into a test center or doing the actual exam process. So you're not, you don't want your CCNA necessarily to be your first exam because it's already uh, a relatively hard exam, at least from a junior perspective. And uh, you don't want to be that uh, be your first experience. Uh, I mean, it's uh, making it sound worse than it is, but if you want an easy win, then A plus is uh, an easy win. There, where you're probably not going to fail your A plus if you study decently, and you know, it'll get you used to reading the book. And la- uh, it won't really get you used to labbing because there's not a lot of labbing in A plus, um, but. Uh, uh, it uh, at least gets you used to the idea. So, uh, yeah, I, like I agree. It. I agree there. I, sorry to interrupt you, but I, I agree. It's 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 a good first search because yeah, if you go in no certification CCNA, that's going to be daunting and scary, uh, and it might scare you off. So we don't want to do that. So yeah, baby steps with A plus. Um, what's your opinion on like landing that first job? I think A plus is vital uh, if you're trying to get that first help desk job. Now, if you already have help desk, forget the A plus. Now, what do you think about that? Well, I think I mentioned it earlier, but generally speaking, and uh, there's never any universal troop of hiring, but uh, generally speaking, a uh, job will um, just be happy that you have any cert there. So uh, unless you're trying to work for like a PC, if you want to work for like a PC tech kind of PC repair, they have A+, plus, like they, they won't care about anything else. But if you're trying to work for like a tech support at ISP or a help desk or something like that there... Uh, if you have any kind of cert, they're usually perfectly happy with uh, whatever you have. Uh, so uh, if you you don't don't feel like you have to get the A plus to get a tech support job, usually the A plus will land your resume just as high, if not a little bit higher, than um, uh, with uh, A plus or any other kind of CompTIA. So. I mean, uh, there's always that business there that says, like, it's A-plus or nothing kind of thing there. And just like there's always that one or two businesses that says they need to have a bachelor's degree from Harvard or we're not going to look at you. But uh, uh, in a reasonable sense, if you dive for whatever you choose, you can probably get in the door. Um, the only thing I wouldn't really uh, – I would advise caution with is the Security Plus uh, the Security Plus is good for U.S. Gov, and that's about it. And uh, that's probably not going to get you a help desk job or a tech support there, because like, okay, I understand some basic security concepts. That's great, but uh, not really what we're looking for. So uh, that's a bit too out of the wheelhouse. But like A Plus, Net Plus, if you really want to do that, uh, a- CCNA, at least get you a phone call, and basically that's all a cert will do for you is get you a phone call, and then. After that, it's your interview and how well you know your knowledge and stuff. Yeah, I'll agree with you there. I think if um, A plus is crazy valuable if you don't have a degree, I think it's going to tell them that hey, you've actually gone through a study course. You've you've demonstrated that you can. I think what it does is it demonstrates you learn something. Um, it demonstrates you can stick with something, and I think that's valuable. I will disagree with you on the security plus, and I, I I'm not going to say that the security plus will make you a, a cybersecurity expert, and that's what they're looking for. But I think it does satisfy some some requirements, some DoD stuff. So it opens up. Oh, some I did doors. say US, before I meant to anyway. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, but I think security plus gives you a good overview of security stuff. Um, 
by all means, it's not like a job, a certification well, I mean, uh, job. I view Security Plus as a and also cert. Like, uh, you know, like I'm a A plus and also a, C, or a Security Plus, or I'm a CCA mm-hmm. and also. Well, oh yeah, it's not a it's not a oh I have security plus hire me. Yeah, you're yeah. right. It's one of those complementary certifications that a lot of people just have to have. I know my father in law. Uh, he's, he's been Discord. I see a lot of people who uh, they just because they get cybersecurity in the head, they go straight for sec plus, and it's like, okay, that's great, but uh, I mean, uh, it's a very niche market that's going to directly see that sec plus say, okay, I'll interview you there uh, without anything else. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's where it's valuable is is getting those DoD requirements. But Security Plus isn't the only one that does that. I mean, CEH yeah, does Cisco, that. Cisco, uh, Cisco Cyber Ops Associate uh, meets that too. And have you I, taken that yet? Uh, I took the um, I took the old version. Um, I'm uh, probably going to do the professional when it comes out just for fun. Oh yeah, that's going to be brand new. I forgot about that. But uh, I quite like the uh, Cyber Ops uh, Associate. Uh, it's uh, Basically checks all the boxes. It's uh, not Cisco centric for the people who hate Cisco, and uh, it's uh, oh, it's a pretty all cross up there. I mean, uh, you could argue if it's just as good as uh, like Sec Plus Plus uh, Cyber Security or whatever they call it. Um, oh, the CYSA or whatever it is. But, uh, uh, looking down on it, and like my girlfriend works in the security industry there, and they're all about the. Uh, Cisco Cyber Officer right now, and oh really? Heard out uh, come to you at all, uh, at least from the teams that she's worked on. Interesting. I might have to look at that thing. Yeah, I haven't really looked at the Cyber Ops path on Cisco stuff. I'll have to jump into that here soon. Well, anyways, guys, we're gonna have to end this now because my wife is texting me, uh, Mr. Packet Thrower. Thank you so much for coming on once again. It's always a pleasure to have you here. And uh, guys, if you want to find Mr. Packet Thrower on the interwebs, let me see if I have this. Yeah. I just posted his YouTube channel in the chat. Go subscribe to him. He's got a thousand now. Let's. Um, he's got one thousand and six or eight or so like that. So let's go subscribe to him. And uh, he wrote a book with Ty Lamley. Go check that out. I'll put it in the description here when I have a moment. Uh, any passing words of knowledge or wisdom, Mr. Packethrower? Um. Don't eat yellow snow. You know what? That's probably the most valuable piece of information we've said on the stream. Thank you, sir. We'll take that down, write that down, take some notes. Uh, well, guys, that's about it. Keep studying, keep focused. Uh, to kind of end cap this, Cisco certifications are valuable. I started this debate kind of lightheartedly saying, okay, I if I had to go back and choose a path, maybe I wouldn't choose Cisco certifications, but I know right now I'm still getting them. I know they're still valuable. And if you're looking at getting into network engineering, yes, get them. They're, they're some of the most valuable certifications in our industry and will be for a while. Yeah, that's it. So we'll uh, catch you guys later and uh, we'll be live streaming next week as well and look for videos throughout the week. Talk to you guys later.
so I'll, I'll chat with you in Discord. Yeah, I gotta get my wife's down on me. So, uh, oh yeah, I forgot about that too. I don't want to be too long away from that. So yeah, get some preparedness. I know you'll pass. So let me know how it goes.